am really thankful that I get to come up and share with you guys today. I feel very honored. Happy Father's Day to all the dads in the house. Who's a dad? <laughs> right. Anyway, happy Father's Day. Um, yes, I'm here today. Thank you. Wanting to talk to you guys about um, just sharing our faith and being bold about what we believe and sharing our faith, having people come to new relationships with Jesus in their lives. And so I have some cool stories I want to share with you. And hopefully, um, I really believe that people this morning are going to get activated in evangelism and in sharing their faith. And um, people are going to get set on fire to be bold for Jesus. And it's going to be awesome. So do you guys have faith this morning? Okay, good, because I do too, so this is a good place to be. Um, I wanted to start off by just sharing uh, a recent story in my life. My husband and I are actually in the process of moving to the UK. I know. We're very excited. We're going to go there to help start a church. So this is kind of cool for me being here because you guys are doing such a great job um, pioneering here and wanting to see people saved, so... We're about to go do the same thing. But um, my family kind of is living all over the country right now, so we just kind of took a trip to go say bye to them. And um, one of the places that my family lives in is Chicago in Illinois, so that's where I am from. So we went down there. We went to Chicago, and then we went over to New Mexico because my family just moved there. And then we have a church plant in California. So it's kind of a cool trip. But we're finally back, and um, on the trip, we saw four people saved, which was awesome. Just in our everyday lives, wherever we were at, we saw one saved at my dad's house, which was cool. I want to share that story. And then we saw a lady saved at a hotel, and then one at the car rental place, and then another at a, she was a manager at a restaurant. So I did not grow up in a Christian home. Um, I got saved at a Christian camp. When I was about eight years old, my mom, I think, just sent me there because it was a cheap camp. It's like 200 bucks for two weeks. She was like, see ya. Um, so I went there, and I heard the gospel for the first time, and um, I just I accepted Jesus into my heart, and it was like, that was it. But um, my family, my dad, is not saved. Since I have rededicated my life, my, my mom's gotten saved. One of my brothers has, but... My dad, my stepmom, and my other brother are not saved, and that's who we were visiting. So we're at my dad's house, and um, normally when nighttime starts to come, my brother invites all of his friends over. People start drinking. It's how it goes. My dad starts drinking the whole the whole night, and me and Kian just love him. So um, <laughs> that starts happening. He, he invites his friends over, and they're out in the back throwing the football around, and the one kid makes this dive, and he hits his head on the ground or whatever. He comes in, starts complaining about it. And as he's talking, he starts opening up kind of in a really weird, awkward way. Just like, oh, you know, I've I hit my head and I'm going to counseling and things just aren't going great for me at this time. And it was just an interesting dynamic. So he starts opening up and stuff and everyone there is kind of like, okay, you know, where's this coming from? So Kean was like, hey, buddy, why don't we just go out on the porch and let's just chat. So, Kian, my husband, and this guy, his name's Kyle, go sit out on the porch, and they're talking, and it's maybe about, like, 9 o'clock. About a half an hour later, uh, this guy walks into the house, and he's like, guys, 
I think I'm about to be converted. I don't know what that guy out there is saying, but I think I'm supposed to be converted right now. And my dad and my stepmom are just like, what the heck? My brother's like, what the heck? This is weird. All of a sudden, Jesus is showing up. We don't even know him. So he's like, guys, just come outside. Like, you got to hear what this guy is saying. So we go out on the porch, and we're standing there, and this kid is just really experiencing uh, Jesus, really. So Kean's just like, hey, man, listen, like, if you want to accept Christ tonight, you can have a brand new life, and it'll be amazing, and he will change your life from the inside out. So this guy looks at my husband, Kean, and he was like, all right, man, let's do it. So we grab his hand. My family is watching. Uh, this is just our life. So we grab this guy's hand. We lead him through this prayer. He prays this prayer. And after we finish, and he's a big dude. He was in the minor league baseball uh, league or whatever. I'm not, I'm not too sure. But anyway, he was in like major sports and things. So he's this big athlete guy. And he picks his head up after he finished the prayer. And he has these tears in his eyes. And he's just like, whoa. Oh, my gosh, guys. Like, and he turns around, he's just standing there, and he's like, turns around, looks at my family, he's like, he died for me. He died for me. And we're standing there, we're like, yes, he did, and he loves you. And he's like, he looks at my brother, who's not saved, and he's like, you need Jesus. <laughs> and my brother looks at me and goes, you know, I, I believe in God. You can tell, he's just so uncomfortable. He's like, I believe in God. He's like, no, man, you need Jesus like I have Jesus. You need that Jesus. And so he starts preaching to my family, literally. It was hysterical. He's like, no, guys, it's not about us. It's about him. It's about living for him. It's not about us. It's like, where is he getting this revelation from? It's just, he literally had this overnight transformation. He starts crying, all this stuff. My family just thinks like, what the heck? This is so strange. And then I look at him and I was like, Kyle, do you, have you been baptized? No, I haven't been baptized. Okay, uh, do you know of anyone that has a hot tub or a pool? Yeah, your brother does. He just moved into a place and they've got a pool. Nick, do you mind if we go baptize Kyle? Kyle's like, yeah, like, let's go get baptized. So my whole family, mind you, they are not saved. My whole family gets in the car. We go to my brother's house. He gets baptized, and they're watching the whole thing. Like, it was just so cool, guys. This guy got saved. He's been going to church now. And um, I just love it because, honestly, when I was growing up, yes, I prayed the prayer, and Jesus did become real to me. But I really did think that praying the prayer was like the initiation into being a Christian. I didn't think that really anything happened. Like, you just pray this prayer and you're in, you're Christian now, you're in the faith. But honestly, time and time again, I have seen people that have prayed this simple prayer of inviting Jesus into their life and they are truly transformed. It's like their old heart gets yanked out of their chest their old, dirty, disgusting, junky heart gets yanked out, and Jesus gives them a brand new, clean heart, and they are shocked. We have this other girl at church who um, I gave an altar call at the end of a meeting where I invited people, if they wanted to receive Jesus, to raise their hand. So she just, like, put her hand in the air. She thought that that's what we were supposed to do. She prays the prayer. She's crying and stuff. And then the next week, she comes up to me, and she was like, What? did you do to me? And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, 
I, I used to go to the parties all the time. I was drinking. I tried to go last week, and it's, like, not fun anymore. So what the heck? Like, I try and go and have fun, and you've taken the fun from me. So what do I do? Well, you accepted Christ, so, you know, he's, like, changed you. She's like, yeah, I, I feel that. So you need to get baptized and get baptized in the Holy Spirit. So she gets baptized in the Holy Spirit, and this girl is, like, changed from the inside out. So it's just amazing. Like, she's been telling people that she's accidentally gotten saved. I don't know how you do that, but Jesus really loves us, and he's all about changing our hearts and changing us from the inside out. So that's what I love to see. I love to see people's lives changed and transformed. Um, so that's what I want to share with you guys today and how to do that and how to be kind of effective in sharing that. And, um, you know, even though I didn't grow up in a Christian home, I, I had a, you know, pretty good life growing up. I never was, you know, had anything horrible or traumatic really happen. And I think there's kind of this stigma on, um, evangelists or people that are really bold in sharing their faith. It's like, yeah, you can do that because, you know, you were at the bottom of the jail cell and you knew what the darkness was like and now you know Jesus, so you really want to tell people because you really experienced the darkness. Have you guys heard that? And honestly, that's a bunch of crap because we've all at one point truly been in darkness. The Bible says that if you don't know Jesus, you don't know him. It was like the, the shade was over the, the light, and then all of a sudden when you know him, it comes down. But at one point, all of us were in darkness, and the more and more that I have meditated on truly what Jesus has done for me, the more and more that I've meditated on his goodness and how amazing he is and how much he loves people, the bolder, the more excited it makes me. So if you are sitting here thinking, hey, I'm not that outgoing, I'm not that talkative, and, you know, I don't really like to talk to other people. Um, Honestly, the more that you can meditate on what he's done for you, the Bible says that you will know the power of his salvation and it will make you bold to be a witness and unashamed. So that is what I have done. So the more and more I'm like, I don't care what you think about me because, yeah, I've met Jesus and I know it can change your life just in the same way that he's so changed mine. Um, I was at home in Chicago, maybe like uh, two years after I had really rededicated my life, which actually has been about six years now. I've been with the Point Church. Um, yeah, and I went home to just go shopping and see my family or whatever, and I'm at the mall, and I see this girl from my high school. We weren't really close friends, but we were maybe more acquaintances, and I see her in the store, and I'm like, hey, Anna, how's it going? How you been? So we're chatting and things, and she's looking at me, and she's like, wow, you're really happy. And I was like, I am. And uh, she's like, yeah, like, really happy. She's like kind of looking at me like this. I was like, I know I am. It's pretty amazing. You know, I feel pretty good. Things are, things are great. She's like, that's great. I'm like, yeah. So anyway, we kind of finished our conversation. We walk away. And as I'm walking away, I just kind of was like, you know, I should tell her why I'm so happy Because honestly, when I was growing up, uh, depression runs pretty heavily in my family. And so I really struggled with that growing up. And I was going to counseling and I was on different medication. So anyway, so that just kind of comes into my head. And I go back, try and find her in the store. And I find her, I'm like, hey, hey, wait, sorry. I just want to, can I just talk to you again really quickly? She's like, okay, sure, what's up? I just said, you know, 
you just noticed how happy I am. I just wanted to tell you that um, I actually gave my life to, to Jesus about two years ago, and he has so changed my life, and he's so good to me, and he has made me the happiest person in the world. And so you just noticed that, and I just wanted to tell you about it. She was like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm Catholic. I didn't know that Jesus was like that. And it was an opportunity for me to share my faith with her. And that is honestly evangelism to me. It's living your life as a Christian out in the open, and you're just inviting people into your Holy Ghost party. Honestly, that's what it is, where you just see Jesus every day. You grow in him. He is the happiest, most joyful, most peaceful, most full of faith person I've ever met. And the more that you spend time with him, the more that you get to know him and your relationship with him, the happier, the more at peace, the more full of faith you become. That's what happens. When you hang out with somebody, what do you do? You become more like them, right? Right. So anyway, so that's what evangelism is to me. Um, there's a scripture in First Peter, if you want to just turn there. It's 1 Peter chapter 3. I have it on my notes, so I didn't bring my Bible today. But You guys doing good? Yes? Okay, don't be quiet, right? You can be loud. This isn't boring church. This is happy church, right? So if you want to shout or scream, I'm happy with that. Okay? So in 1 Peter chapter 3, we're looking at verse 15. It says, always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give a reason for the hope that you have. Do this with gentleness and respect. So that's really what happened to me that day is somebody saw hope in me and I gave, I was prepared to give an answer. Are you prepared to give an answer for people that ask you about your faith? Or are you kind of the one that's like, oh, you know, I've just been reading some good self-help books or whatever met some good people, I've got a new job, but really, it's that you know Jesus. So be prepared to give an answer for the hope that you have. Um, The more and more that I've just started sharing my faith with people over the last six years, I've realized people are an open door. Honestly, they really are. It's us that normally are closed doors because we don't want to be the Christians that are standing on the corner turn or burn. We don't want to be offensive. We don't want to upset people. You know, everyone believes different things. We just got to accept everybody the way they're at. Honestly, people are so lost. They don't even know it. And the more that you become an open door for people, a great start is just smiling. Hi, you know, it's a great open door. Smiling, being friendly, being yourself, engaging in conversation with people. The Holy Spirit is able to give you like little insights or, or a tug on your heart for that person. So by you just being an open door, the Holy Spirit can use that. But more often than not, we are more so a closed door because we don't want to be offensive or come across offensive. But I can guarantee you that nobody in this room is that person. Nobody in this room is that offensive um, ingenuine religious Christian, I'm pretty sure, I've met some of you, you all seem to be authentic, Jesus-loving, excited, full-of-life people, and the world is hungry to know that Jesus. You know, some people think, well, we live in America. There's Bibles everywhere. We all have heard of Jesus. But I'm telling you, 
the Jesus that you guys know and the one that I know, people have not heard of him. They've heard of going to church, got to be a good person, you got to check these boxes, you got to do all the right things, have all your ducks in a row, and then God accepts you. That's not the gospel. The gospel is when you're in your sin, your muck, and your shame, Jesus looked at you and he liked you. And he loved you. And he came into your life at that point, and he changed you from the inside out. And his love brought you closer to him. And so that Jesus, people want to know about. The one that brings life, the one that's fun, the one that's exciting, the one that loves us, regardless if we're on, regardless if we've prayed five five times that day, or read our Bible, or whatever. He loves us because he loves us because he loves us. That's the bottom line, and people want to hear about the Jesus that's alive, doing miracles, loving people, loving people where they're at. What people have heard is, go to church, be a good person, and you'll get to heaven. That's what people think Christianity and Jesus is, and that's not who he is, is he? He's real, he's alive, he loves us, and people want to know a gen- something genuine, something authentic. The life that Jesus has touched in every single one of you, he, people want to hear from people like you. So I just want you to be encouraged with that this morning because um, people haven't heard of that Jesus. People have heard of a dead religion, and honestly, I wouldn't be interested in that message anyways. But I am interested in hearing about a God who's real and loves me and thinks about me and likes me. Um, I was downtown a couple weeks ago with some friends. And I just was walking by and I saw this guy. um, And that's a great key. Is when you're out and about in your everyday life, you have to look at people. Like I can see all of you here. But if you really look at people and look at where they're at and allow the Holy Spirit just to just to speak to you quickly about somebody, you'd be amazed at either what he shares with you or he'll tug on your heartstrings for a person. But most of us don't really look. So just look at people. Just take time just to, to gaze, just to, to see the crowd or wherever you're at. So I was out and about with some friends and I've really just kind of trained myself to do this naturally. So I saw this guy, and the Lord just highlighted him to me. And when I mean highlighted, I don't mean I saw a yellow, like, color on him or anything like that. I just mean he kind of just stuck out to me. So I saw him, and I just bop over to him, and I go over and I say, Hey, man, how's it going? And this guy did not look churchy or put together in any way, shape, or form. He was... um, he was, I loved him. I thought he was great, but he was kind of straggly hair. He had some scars on his face, just looked like he had been drinking maybe, and he's kind of like, like this. I was like, hey, man, how's it going? And he's like, good, you know, it's going good. I'm like, hey, you know, I just was walking by with some friends, saw you here. I'm just wondering if there's anything I could pray for you for. And he was like, you know, yeah, like I've got some pain here. You could pray for me for that. So I was like, all right, cool. Pray for him. Pray for his pain. And I say, hey, do you know Jesus? Honestly, like about six years ago, he came into my life in a really real way and totally changed me. And I love him. And he really likes you. He was like, no, I don't. I don't know him. I was like, dude, let me just tell you right now. He thinks you're awesome. 
He loves you. He even likes you. He likes your quirks. He likes the things that you like. He's into the things you're into. He's just into you. He just thinks you're amazing, and he loves you just the way you are. What do you think about that? He was like, wow, that's, that's really cool. I've never heard that before. It's like, yep, it's true. This guy was not at a place where he was ready to receive Christ, but the Bible says that whatever we sow, we're going to reap, and his word never returns void. And I will bet your darn tootin' that that guy walked away and thought, wow, why did that girl stop to talk to me? Why did she say that to me? And the Holy Spirit can use that, and I've come to just be so at peace about the seeds that we sow, that they go into good soil, and the Holy Spirit can breathe off of them and speak to people in ways that, that we might never know about. Um, so Jesus just loves people because he loves people because he loves people. Um, obviously, his love um, comes into their life, and he, we get loved into maturity, so obviously we don't just let people stay where they're at. We usually get, we usually accept Christ at a pretty desperate, desperate place usually. But it's at that point that all of a sudden we're like, hey, you know, I think it's right to be baptized in water. You get to be water baptized because that's when your old self goes into the waters of baptism and you come up a brand new creation. It's awesome. And then you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, you speak in tongues, you have the power to live the Christian life, which honestly is awesome. I felt ripped off for a really long time that nobody ever told me about the baptism in the Holy Spirit. So you get the baptism in the Holy Spirit, and then you get a great community like this one here of people that are walking with you side by side, that support you, that love you, that are with you, that are for you. Why would you say no to that? That sounds fantastic to me. So that's what it's about, being a Christian, and that's the message that we preach. So it's a wonderful message. It's good news, and it's amazing to me. And uh, I think it should be amazing to you guys, too. Um, my, my brother, he, my brother who's saved, my other brother, not the not saved one who was preached at by Kyle, but this other guy, he got saved right after I did, and um, he is... We are very different. I've always been flowers, rainbows, and sunshine, and he's kind of more, he's a little bit more shy, uh, very shy, actually, and he's a teacher out in Colorado. So he's not one to really strike up conversation with anybody or anything like that, but a couple weeks ago in his classroom, he had um, these couple girls that were talking about church. So they're talking about church and stuff, and they're like, oh, I go to this church, and I go to that church, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, in his classroom, this kid stands up in the class on his desk, and he just stands up, and he goes, well, I don't believe in God. And everybody was kind of like, whoa, you know, this is a little intense. Um, so he says, I don't believe in God. And the girls kind of look at him, and they were like, well, you know, do you go to church? And the, he's like, I don't go to church. I've never been to church. And I need facts. I need cold, hard facts. And the girls are like, well, no, you've got to have faith. It's all about faith. You just got to believe. And they're going back and forth, arguing, whatever. And my brother's just sitting there in his desk. And in that moment, he just reaches into his pocket. He grabs a $5 bill. He just walks across the room, get, stands next to the guy, gives him the $5, and just walks back to his desk. 
the kid is standing there with the five dollars, and everyone in the class is like, "Mr. Harrington, what about my? What, where's my five dollars? Where's my five dollars?" But the kid's just kind of speechless, and he just stands there, and he was like, "Why did you just give this to me?" And my brother just says, "Well." I know Jesus, and uh, I'm a Christian, and I have a personal relationship with him. And just as I was sitting there listening to you talk, I just felt that he wanted me to bless you just because he loves you and he thinks you're cool. So I just wanted to give you that $5 because he, he loves you. The kid did not know what to say. The kid changed all of his classes to have class with my brother next year, and it's not because he gives out money for free, <laughs> but it's because... You know, he saw hope in my brother. He saw Jesus in my brother. And now he just, like, follows him around the school, asking him questions and, like, always wanting to be by him. So you don't have to be somebody that can be eloquent in sharing the gospel or have all the answers. You know, just by you loving people, by simple $5, can change people's lives. You don't have to be, you know, amazing at sharing the gospel or whatever or be super outgoing. You can just love people. And I think this kid's kind of, uh, you know, a bit of an outcast in the class. And my brother has just made a habit to, you know, go up to him and say, hey, man, like, how's your day going? How are you doing? And he feels so loved by my brother. And, and that's what people are attracted to. People are attracted to other people who are full of life, who are full of love. And, and by you being that in your workplace or in your school, people will look at you strange and think, what do they have that I don't have? And why in, in difficult situations did they say, it's going to be okay because I have a God who loves me? Why do they not freak out and get all anxious and worried? Why are they so different? And like I shared earlier in First Peter, you can be prepared to give an answer for the hope that you have. People will see the hope in you. Be a person of hope. People will ask you about it. So, again, you don't have to be outgoing. You don't have to be like me. You don't have to be like Todd White or any of the other televangelists you see. Just be yourself. And when the Holy Spirit prompts you to do something nice for somebody, like I know you shared with me, the Holy Spirit pointed out for you to do free, is it riding lessons or? That is amazing. People, the Holy Spirit's going to use that. God can use that kind of stuff to reach people. So you don't have to be this amazing person, preacher person. You can just be yourself and just do what the Holy Spirit tells you to do. Um, another key that I, um, that God's really been speaking to me about this year is just being shameless. I honestly have just really embraced this because I love the freedom that we have in Christ. And I think that there's this thing on the church right now where it's like, don't speak up. Don't say too much. You know, you could offend somebody. And honestly, the Bible says that we should be the light of the world. That people should look at us and see the light that we have. That we shouldn't be Christians that hide our light under a bowl. We should rip it off like the door, like God did this morning. Let the light shine through, and we are who we are. We are what we believe, and we totally um, embrace it. I was, you know, at work. I worked at the bank, and I'm standing there, and some people are asking me, like, oh, so, you know, you're quitting your job. Yep, I'm quitting my job. What are you going to go do? We're going over to the U.K. to help start a church. 
so what kind of church is it? And I was like, it's a charismatic church. And then everyone's kind of like this. And everyone's like, one person goes, so do you speak in tongues? I go, yep, I do. I speak in tongues, and I love it, and it's amazing, and it's great. I totally do speak in tongues, and I totally love Jesus. That's what I am. That's what I do. So, you know, when people ask me, so what did you do this weekend? Oh, you know, they say, I went to the movies. I, you know, played around a golf. I did this. I did that. People ask me, what did you do? Yeah, I went to the movies, did this, did that. At church on Sunday, someone's neck got healed. Someone got saved. We saw people get delivered and set free. And, you know, God's just doing amazing things. How about you? That's just, just live your life. Just talk to people like they are already saved. Talk to them like they already know Jesus because why would you just hold it back? Just be yourself. It's so much easier just not caring what people think, honestly. It's so much easier just being yourself. Don't try and mask it. Don't try and, you know, formulate it in a nice, beautiful way. Just boom, just put it out there, just share about it, because people will see your joy, people will see how happy you are, and people will go, she's kind of weird, but I kind of like her, and um, I want to know, what church do you go to? Where, where are you seeing these things? I remember before I had gotten baptized in the Holy Spirit, some girl at, at college was sharing with me, she was like, you know, Melissa, I, I went to this prayer meeting, and um, it was kind of crazy because we were all sitting around this person, and they had a headache. We started praying for them, and, like, the headache left. And I remember being like, you're lying. Like, I don't believe you. That's a lie. That wouldn't happen. But I remember always thinking about that, being like, wow, that would be so cool. That would be amazing. So, like, people are interested God has a plan for every single person, and everyone is at a certain spot on their faith journey. And by you just being open, just being friendly, just being kind to people, people are going to open up to you. You would be amazed. You'd be shocked. So be an open door. Be shameless. And, um, oh, yeah, I should tell you this story. This guy came into, are you guys okay? This guy came into my work. Okay, I worked at Chase Bank. Um, anyway, this guy comes into my work, and he sits down to open up this checking account. And I'm looking at him, and I was like, so, like, where do you, what do you do? Where do you work? He goes, well, I'm an exotic dancer. And I was like, no way. And he was like, no, I, I am. I was like, you're joking. He was like, no, I, I am. So then... He starts going into all of his outfits that he wears, all of his moves that he does, the places that he goes, all the people that he entertains, all of it. And, you know, we're clearly in a public setting. There are people that are walking in, doing transact. They all can hear everything. So I'm just listening to him going, wow, this is quite interesting. And in my head, I'm thinking, okay, if he's going to be open with me about his life, I'm going to be open with him about mine. So we kind of finish up, and he doesn't really know, you know, what the, what the protocol is. So I just said, hey, you know, why don't we just go finish this up in the back office? So he's like, okay. So we go in the back office, we sit down, and I look at him, and I go, Brett, so where are you at with God? And he just was like, um, what do you mean? I was like, like Jesus. 
you know, six years ago, he changed my life. And I'm just wondering, like, where are you at with him? Have you ever met Jesus? Do you know Jesus? Um, well, I went to, uh, I was a part of uh, Young Life. I was a Young Life leader growing up. Okay, that's great. But I'm not talking about Young Life. I'm not talking about church. Have you ever encountered God? Have you ever met Jesus? No. No, I haven't. Okay, would you like to meet him right now? So he says, okay, sure. So I just kind of grab his hand from across the table, and I said, why don't you just pray this prayer with me? So we lead him in this prayer. God's presence fills the place. And after we, we finish the prayer, it's just a quick one, uh, he looks at me, and I just said, how do you feel? And he says, I feel clean. So thank you. And he ended up coming to church, and he actually joined the military the next day. So um, I wasn't able to continue the relationship with him, like, you know, having joined the church or anything. But it is so amazing, guys. Just be yourself and always talk about Jesus. You know, people are always going to say, church this, church that. Everyone has had a different experience with church. So I don't usually talk about it because some people have been hurt by the church, or some people haven't had a great experience. But God never fails, and Jesus is the perfect one. He is the source of life. The Bible says he is the way, the truth, and the life. So I talk about the way, I talk about the truth, and I talk about the life. Because there's, quite honestly, there's not always life in church. Sometimes you could be going through things with people or whatever. God uses the church to shape us and to bring bring us life. But Jesus is the life. Jesus is the way. He is the truth. So if ever I'm speaking to anybody, I always bring it back to Jesus. Have you ever encountered God for yourself? Have you ever met him? And just asking that question, people more often than not, I've met people that have gone to church for a long time, but have never met Jesus. Isn't that crazy? I don't know what, like how you could do that. That's like, That's like going to a movie theater and watching a 3D film without the glasses on. The Bible will always be blurry. Church will always be boring. And it it will always feel like something's missing. But when you meet Jesus, it's like you put on those 3D glasses and the Bible jumps out to you. The worship jumps out to you. The people jump out to you. It's like, wow, there's color in the world. There's color in this life. So um, I really want to encourage you that if you have any questions or you want to ask me about how to share your faith or be bold, um, I'm totally open to sharing with you. Um, That's kind of just how I live my life. Uh, During worship, I also just wanted to know if there's anyone here that has any pain in their body, in their back, in arthritis, anything. I would love to pray for you you if the leaders are okay with that. Um, that's really, that's good. Awesome. So that's, that's what I've got.